Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. David, I've got a scripted advert I've been sent. Ooh, you know how much I love adverts. That's you, kind of, we don't do this it. enough, so yeah, I think it's, yeah. it justifies all the work we put into this. I know. So I'm going to launch straight into my scripted advert, which puts you under pressure as well, because once I've done my bit of scripted advert, um, you've got to improvise something amazing, some copy, some, some advertising copy okay. all about chapter three. Don't okay. Fly. Yeah, you've got about 30 seconds to think of something, because okay. uh, the following has been written to me by Harry in the office. Harry wrote this, which I, and he said, feel free to change it if it's not up to scratch, but I think it's very good. So I'm just going to read out what Harry has emailed me to say. Here we go. This episode brings you a special offer from the Roadbook Cycling Almanac. After launching our fourth instalment in November, we're delighted to announce that the 2021 first edition is now available to purchase. Has been for quite a while, actually. Imagine years from now, wandering into your oak panelled library, browsing along the red line of road books and absentmindedly plucking out the 2021 volume. Ah, yes, that was the year Mattia van der Poel smashed Stradibianchi, Lizzie Dignan won the first ever Paris Roubaix Femme, and Mark Cavendish equaled Eddie Merckx's stage win record at the Tour. Start your collection this Christmas for that cycling aficionado in your life at theroadbook.co.uk. And here's the important bit. There's an exclusive offer for Never Strays Far listeners. Order before the 22nd of November with the code 21, so 21 first, F-R-I-S-T, 21 first, and receive free UK shipping and a complimentary exercise book. Over to you, David. Well, Ned, um, Christmas is on the horizon. Uh, what are we now, like nine days? Yeah, it's pretty pretty I soon, isn't so. it? Yeah, it's the sixteenth. We're recording pretty much it's eight 16th, days. Yeah. I I know that because my wife Nicole is getting incredibly paranoid about getting COVID and being isolated and missing yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so I that's that's on the horizon. But at the same time, at this point, it's very difficult uh, for us to ship anything to people. Although you can still do it, there's still a chance that we'll make it before Christmas, but we can't guarantee it. But we do have gift cards on Chapter3.com. So go to chapter3.com, ah. go into gifts, and you'll find digital gift cards that for your dearest and nearest, men and women, anybody who loves cycling, and there's even stuff for people that don't like cycling. We've just done these amazing Scottish lambswool beanies. We've got new t-shirts. We've got these beautiful community clothing, hoodies. We have stuff. So stuff. go there, check it out. And it's uh, it's the beginning of what will be, come the new year, a lot of amazing new Chapter 3 products coming through. So get that gift card. And even if they don't use it now, they will be able to use it in the new year when our winter collection lands. Uh, and we can talk about that on another pod. Straight off the top of your head, that was brilliant. Let's have the jingle and then let's crack on with the podcast. David, I actually, thinking about it, David, we should do like, um, have we spoken about this already? We should do Never Strays Far NFTs. NF, NSF NFTs. Yeah. How good yeah, would that be? We should. That, NSF NFTs. That's brilliant. NSF NFT. <laughs> what oh, could we do? Get Vitor what? on it. Yeah. Well, well, we could, could do, I, um, we could do, I mean, we could do 
<laughs> I guess an NFT could also be an audio file, like a little, um, we could even do it specific to people, couldn't we? We could do NFTs that are locked down, kind yeah. of, because that's what yeah. they are. Non-fungible yeah. tokens. And definitely not fungible. They're not at all graphics. fungible. So long as it's not fungible. Yeah. As long as it's c- not fungible. I mean, we could get we could get Vitor <laughs> to make some exclusive um, Never Strays Far covers for people that, uh, and they would own it and nobody else could. I love it. I love it. Get Vitor to yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like. Oh, I owe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, Vitor's been sick. Bless him. Oh, no. Has he? he th- yeah. I know. He thought he had COVID. I haven't seen him. I'm oh, here at the studio on my oh, own. He's, he's got the fear because he's going to Brazil on Monday. Um, oh, no. Really? He hasn't, been, <gasps> he hasn't been back there in, I, I think, four years. And he's going to go there for five weeks. So it's put <gasps> his whole trip on jeopardy. So let's hope he hasn't got He did, he did a, a lateral flow test on Monday and was clear. But yeah. I have to say, the symptoms are kind of worrying but aye, aye, aye. Yeah. tomorrow fingers crossed yeah. fingers crossed yeah. but, we should try and yeah. keep covid out of this um podcast well we we've done it i know i sorry you know. you've got your, your pts yeah, yeah. <laughs> pst nft my last thing about non-fungible tokens david are they um are they ethical well in theory the whole blockchain idea is that they're incredibly ethical is and that's the whole idea of um, Bitcoin, etc., is that you own it and nobody else can, right? Because you've right. got the one key to it. Because and yeah, that's a theory with crypto, is that you're actually creating something that transcends all other systems and mm. whatever you have in crypto, be it an NFT or or Bitcoin, it's mm. it's only accessible by you and. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know enough about it, but the more I see, I'm kind of getting a, getting my head a bit more around it. There's a, isn't uh, there? There's a. Uh, oh, isn't oh, there a big, um, go on. Here's here's mad. So this is I was speaking to sorry, our chat three team yesterday, and we we're talking about this. And you can see Nike are doing it, and Adidas and other brands because we, you know, we kind of took the Mickey out of the metaverse, and everyone's like, oh, Facebook Meta. Yeah, but actually, yep. this whole virtual world's been created, and brands are going in there, so you can own, you can buy. Their, their products for the virtual world that yeah. that literally are branded, that are designed only for there. And in order to, so if you create an avatar kind of in the your virtual world you're, you're playing in, let's say, you yeah. can dress yourself how you want to, but it's going to cost money because yeah. in order to wear a pair of Nike Jordans, that's, that's going to cost the same as it would in the real world. But you're, you actually make your avatar, your dream version of yourself and how you dress. And if you want an Hermes Birkin bag, you go and do that. If you, you'd actually start to, so when people bump into your avatar, your status is there. Yeah, it's crazy. That is, that is, and here we are in the so, roadbook, literally taking yeah. stuff and printing it in a book form. <laughs> yeah, roadbook. So That's counter- what you get the roadbook out there. But you yeah, can have the roadbook. Yeah. So if, if somebody bought there, so somebody recently bought, I think, or spent a quarter of a million dollars on a, on a yacht for, yeah. for, uh, as an NFT. Uh, and then if they had that oak paneled library in there, yeah. You, if you wanted it to look amazing, you might you want to put the roadbook in there. You could put the roadbook in there, but you'd you'd have to buy it from the roadbook, and it would have oh, to be an yeah. NFT. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it'd be a prestige symbol. So if somebody came into your onto your yacht, you let them on, you took them to your library, they'd be like, "Oh wow! Look, oh my God! You've got all the roadbooks. That's incredible." So yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just, just going back, just rewinding a, a little bit, because you're full of, you're an absolute fan of information and opinion this morning, Dave. I'm very impressed. But just rewinding a, a little bit about a minute ago, did you say Elmer's Birkin bag? What did you say? Yeah. What, as in yeah, Jane, the, as in Jane Birkin. As in Jane Birkin. Yeah, so Hermes, years ago, made a bag for her that's become kind of the most prestigious status handbag you can get. It's a classic. It's like 34, 40 years old now, 50 years old. But it's as beautiful as probably, what, four, five thousand euros? Well, it's a great excuse to put the... It's a great excuse to put um, the music under this little section. Jane Birkin on your screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm Googling the bag now, see what it looks like. (laughs) Uh, Jane Birkin bag. Yeah, Hermes Birkin. Bag Hermes. Yeah. Hermes. It's kind of squarish, sort of rectangularish. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. It looks like a handbag to me, mate. It's a little bit crocodile yeah. skin kind of thing. That's vibes. it. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah. How much? Yeah. 50,120 pounds used. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, used to be more expensive. It's a, if it's an Hermes original, it's going to be more expensive. 30 centimetre bag. 50, yeah, 50,120 pounds. That's about right. right. For a kind of a used, if it's an old, older one. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Oh. So, if you wanted that, and yeah. It really is crocodile skin. It doesn't look like crocodile yeah. skin. It actually is crocodile skin. There you mm. go. Jane, Jane knew what she was doing. Not sure yeah. how ethical that anyway. is, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's going on? What's new? What's it like to be, in, to be free? Uh, I, I consigned, uh, I stepped out of the door when I, uh, my 10 days were up um, in Nineveh, and within, five or six paces down the road, I had completely forgotten that I'd just spent 10 days locked up. Mm. It was, uh, it was a horrible experience, David. I really wouldn't recommend it. And I, I've, mm. I've kind of, you might be right about um, post-traumatic stress because my way of coping with it is uh, to lapse into total denial that it even happened. Um, I've, I've, ex- memory, I, I've expunged it, it. I've expunged it. Didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. Wasn't, was, that wasn't it was like me. Your, it was like your version of childbirth. Exactly. Except that would imply yeah. that I'd kind of like go and do it again. Something good came out of it. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I, but you would really really risk it. <laughs> you might risk and go and get do, do, go and do some more research and t- totally forgotten what happened last time you went to do some research. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get there and you're like, oh no, oh I've this trick. <laughs> Oh, but it was all a bit surreal because I left on a Saturday. Was it Saturday morning? Yeah, Saturday morning, and I, I got out super early. And I walked down. It was a really cold, cold morning in Nineveh. And I stood on the and I went to the railway station to catch a train to Brussels. And there wasn't another train for twenty five minutes. And I I thought, fine, I'll just stand here gazing at the world, having not been able to see it for. And then I saw this shadowy figure walk down the platform towards me. And the closer he got, I could see he was quite agitated. And he came up and he spoke to me in 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 kind of, you know, really quite, yeah, as I say, agitated or excitable Flemish, Dutch. And um, normally, I have half a chance of understanding the gist of when people speak to me in Dutch because of my German knowledge. So I kind of, sometimes I can I can kind of get what they're on about, even if I can't really reply. Um, on this particular occasion, I had no idea what he, what, he was, what he was banging on about, except I could see he was a bit kind of upset. Um, so I said, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I only, speak, I only speak English. And he said, have you seen a guy? Have you seen a guy with a little brown dog walking, running past here? And I went, no, no. And he said, he stole my dog. And ran off. <laughs> And I thought, back oh, in the yeah. real world, I thought that's what happens in the world, isn't it? Like yeah. random stuff like that. Yeah. That's just. Uh, but he's really stuck with me yeah. for some reason. My little encounter on Nineveh, Nineveh platform. Mm. Hey, listen, um, we've had a bit of correspondence 
that probably yeah, needs wrapping up to the um to the email address and let's just remind you what the email address is it's this h i w t y j at gmail.com um we, yeah we've had a few things that i think probably need um mentioning a couple of audio contributions david uh, and and a couple of just points that have been made mostly just correcting me about stuff i have to say that's better that's that's a change which is well not really Normally it's me <laughs> Yeah, you get. Yeah, well, actually, funnily enough, we had an email from Michael Clark, and he's not the first person to have made this point. I can't remember who the other uh, gentleman was in question, and it's a point I completely accept. Um, And it was something that we referred to in a podcast a little while ago um, uh, um, about. I used the term. I can't remember why we were talking about it, David, but for some reason, the concept of suicide came up in our conversation. Can you remember why? Um, let me go back. Was it a kind of uh, biography? I really can't remember why, but been, I, yeah, but I, I used I used the term committing suicide, which um, there is a rightful and quite correct backlash against using the verb to commit um, because etymologically, and well, I think linguistically it harks back to the era at which we considered i know it's still against the law isn't it technically mm. but but to criminalize oh like a crime of, so, yeah oh, I exactly understand. it's kind of a so legal like, term so so it's you know it kind of like it's like an brackets. external judgment of, yeah so so i don't think i don't think it's appropriate language and uh i've no. been pulled up on that by uh, michael clark and a few other people perfectly politely just pointing out that maybe uh, i shouldn't use that term and i'm quite happy to accept that so, so another, what, what do you say yeah, they suicided. Well, in French, that would be that would be se suicider, isn't it? It's a verb. Suicide, suicide, yeah. Yeah. yeah, suicided. Um, so I Wait, don't, okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But we're treading on quite we're treading on eggshells here, really, a bit, aren't we? Because we don't know. Mm. You know, I don't want to cause yeah, offence. It's probably not a subject we don't want to uh, subject we want to dwell. No, on. it's Christmas. It's a Christmas podcast. Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, David, this is our one hundredth a- podcast. Oh. This is our 100th podcast. That's a that's impressive. Even how do you know that? Standards. Because we got the I think we've got the numbering system slightly wrong. <laughs> the, the episode yeah. numbers. So I'm gonna when I upload this, I'm gonna call it the 100th. But it was you who yeah. flagged that up. So is that has that come from? Because I can get the stats onto the server. The stats. So this is definitely the 100th and, and podcast. This is definitely the 100th podcast. Yeah, the def- quite a, definite quite for sure. 100. percent It's a a, yeah. It's agreed. good. It's good. Do you know this is a good stat? Um, I think ninety or probably I think it's ninety or ninety five. Ninety five percent of podcasts don't get beyond three episodes. Wow, that's rubbish, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Which goes that's to show, in order to rubbish, in order for it to work, you've got to persevere. I'm not saying ours is working because you know Melinda no, Apple's no. left us, but yeah. I, I'm saying it's just one of those things. Persistence, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you might get 100 just for the sake of it, because there's not really much other reason we're doing it. Well, the, well, the th- I think the reason we do it, I've been, scra- I have been scratching it. my... We enjoy yes, it. We, enjoy we actually it. enjoy it. And I think that's yeah. the only conclusion that we can reach, because like, it's only cost us money. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we, you know, we, we made a bit of money um, through the, uh, the, the, which you still haven't invoiced me. I know, I got invoiced. Thinking about that this morning, so I got to do that. Yeah. Uh, You've got to do that because Vitor, Vitor, you need so to pass to... it on to Vitor, the artwork. Yeah, I pass so the beer mats made us, the beer mats made us, um, well, it took a huge amount of effort <laughs> and it made a very small yeah, quite... amount of money. But what was nice about that was <laughs> it was it, manual we, labor. 
what was nice about that was we were able to give a great big, um, well, pretty fat donation courtesy of your generosity to the bike project uh, people who do up bikes and hand them on to the um the long waiting list of uh, refugees awaiting um uh, oh, settled status yeah. in this country you know and uh, a bike is honestly in london it's a, a huge asset to to these communities and uh, so that's a uh, you know they, they do good work so that was nice um but other than that yeah the podcast has cost us money so it can only be fun that we do it for it, can, um, it is it's pleasure and yeah. occasionally pleasure and occasionally, I'm sure we can get onto cycling at some point in this podcast. But anyway, um, occasionally, the reward of emails that come in, and if you have, I don't know if you've looked at our email uh, account recently, but we've had some really nice emails. Just generally, people just saying thank you for a year's worth of podcasts and all this. Oh, sort of that's thing. lovely. Um, and yeah. in particular, I just wanted to, because um, I, I hope he'll be listening. I kind of know he'll be listening. Um, thank uh, Gavin Johnston, Johnston very much for his mm-hmm. long email uh chronicling the fact that he has been unwell um been battling health issues and um he just said some I very saw his tweets were lovely yeah his, his tweets some, as well and yeah, also yeah, he yeah. sent us an email just just um uh basically saying that we shouldn't underestimate <laughs> the positive effect <laughs> that our nonsense has on the world uh i think i'm paraphrasing oh. But it was a lovely, yeah. it was a lovely, it was a lovely email. Um, yeah, so thanks, uh, Gavin. And uh, listen, I hope you, I hope you get um, well. You know, I hope that um, you yeah. manage, you manage your health issues as well as they possibly can, mm. can be yeah. uh, managed. Um, uh, two more though. These are audio contributions, David. Firstly, they're the best. And, uh, yeah, they're the best because this buys us about two and a half minutes. This one, yeah, um, comes from Michael Pattinson, and I was kind of expecting someone to take up the challenge that Michael has r- risen to uh, because Michael <clears throat> was not the only person in the world who took exception to my quite um, vehemently expressed opinions about cyclocross. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we perhaps re- regret that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't the most considered or valuable opinion. It wasn't at all considered. It wasn't at all considered. No, no, it was just, <laughs> off the top of my head <laughs> and unjust and unjustifiable you, yeah. yeah well that's just because yeah. yeah but well, you sensed a vulnerability in me and you didn't I want thought, to, yeah you know i just yeah i mm. wanted to support you in your grave error even though you knew i could tell you knew all along he's just digging himself into a hole here um <laughs> it was <laughs> michael pattinson has uh has put me right and explains here here in this um upcoming audio clip uh, what it is that he likes and admires and respects and loves about um, cyclocross. Mud, mud, glorious mud. Nothing quite like it for cooling the blood. So follow me, follow down to the hollow, and there let us wallow in glorious mud. The fair hippopotamus. Hello David and Ned, I'm sending you this voice message after listening to Never Stray's Farmyard. I was going to send you an in-defence of cyclocross, but then I realised cyclocross doesn't need defending. It might need a bit of explaining though. Firstly, I think, unless you've truly invested in the characters that you're watching, all sport is at best uninteresting, 
and sometimes downright boring. Watching four hours of Tour de France is really quite boring if you haven't invested, like you have, in Guillaume Martin and Remco Evenepoel. So, my suggestion about cyclocross is get invested in how two knots and is a bit feel once the big three turn up and suddenly they have no chance of winning at all. The second point is a bit more philosophical. The reason why I love cyclocross is it's the perfect antidote to our modern frictionless society where everything's available at the touch of the button and the aim is always to go fastest, furthest, most stylish. There's nothing quite like either watching a load of people going slowly, getting muddy while being cheered on by a load of beery Belgians. But also, if you get the opportunity to take part, there's nothing quite like the fact that there's always a race going on. It doesn't matter if you're in last or first. It's completely random as opposed to the haphazard, uh, often, often formulaic road race where once you're off the back, that's it. In the pack, bit boring, off the front, very exciting. The other thing I would say is just in response to you talking about the person goes off the front and there, that's it, that's the race done. That's not always the case because you're always one step away from absolute disaster, a rolled tub, twisted ankle, a broken mech. Um, so in many ways, it is a bit like, is the peloton going to catch the breakaway? Because, But with a bit more spice of excitement because you never really know, it's not formulaic. They could stay away, you could have a problem. Um, the other thing to say is that the women's racing in cyclocross is absolutely brilliant. There's a slightly different kind and style of racing in many ways to the women's road racing. Um, but it's one of the few sports that you can really watch and enjoy and just spend a couple of hours on a Saturday or a Sunday doing. Anyway, love the show. Peace. Bye. So that's put us in our place regards well me cyclocrossism really. yeah fair enough and i like the points i like the point that he makes mm. about um and again it kind of comes back slightly to what i was saying about the the road book being a, a, an analog product in a digital world and slightly um out of kilter out of whack with mm. current tides and i like the point that michael made about um cyclocross reminding him of the 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 opposite of frictionless movement in in a frictionless world, cyclocross harks back to a time when uh, things were very different and people lived very differently and didn't expect otherwise. You know, ploughing the fields with oxen and a, and a, and a plough rather than a diesel-driven tractor was a very very different way of um, getting by in the world, wasn't it? And cyclocross does remind you that mud is mud, rain is rain, um, and life is hard. Anyway, um, uh, one more a correction as well. And again, it was about some strongly voiced opinions on my part about Guinness. Uh, this is a much shorter contribution from Bob McGill, who says, uh, damn your drinks. Damn your drinks. You turn your back on black. Guinness is good for your man. So, um, Bob, fair enough. I mean, Guinness is just not for me, but I accept that uh, there are plenty of people in the world who like Guinness and craft beer and uh, more strengths to them as well. That's uh, just not for me. Um, so, have you? Uh, what have you got to say, David, about cycling? <clears throat> I've been um, 
paying attention to cyclocross a little bit because it's the only thing that's going on. Yep. Um, now, you might know more about this than I do because I kind of just occasionally glance on cycling press. Uh, I saw Mark Cavendish has re-signed to Koenig Quickstep, which leads me to... Uh, De Koenig, or are they not De, they're not De Koenig anymore, are they? No, De Koenig have jumped ship because Patrick Lefebvre didn't want to... And he didn't even thank them. That, he... that was at minor. We talked about that whole video, the brilliant video. Yeah. And um, yeah. but yeah. but isn't did I see something today about they're doing a women's team? Yeah. Yeah. So Lefebvre says. So Lefebvre loses his contract, loses his sponsor, says I'm not interested in women's team, and then he goes and puts some money up or something to do a women's team. But he's not. It's That's not a so quick. It's not a quick step, is it? It's. He's, I don't really know. I haven't followed the story. But that's yeah, he, a, somehow he is involved. Patrick, just like after all, he's, he's involved kind of... in women's cycling. Yeah. So there we go. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, huh. yeah, but um, maybe, maybe what about Mark? Maybe Mark forced it. Terrible about the um, burglary at his house. Um, yeah, I mean, just just oh, it was hor- horrific. Yeah, horrific. Yeah. Have you dropped him a line or anything? Have you been in touch? No, uh, I haven't touched. I'm kind of difficult. just out of touch yeah. at the moment, and it's kind of yeah. I mean, that's all my side, but um, but now, because like, what do you say? You know, I uh, mean, exactly. I can't really comprehend it. It's yeah, just. Yeah. yeah it's one thing i mean we had our house robbed many years ago um, a lot taken but thankfully we weren't there but to, to go through what uh, apparently they went through that's um that's traumatic that's even more traumatic than your experience recently including david when you were burgled it was uh, by an ironic twist of fate that was the the watch wasn't it that went missing that you that really hurt am i right in saying that watch. It's, it's yeah. the watch You're that right cavendish gave that. you yeah yeah it was a beautiful watch that he gave me for captaining the World Championship team that the year he won in Copenhagen. And yeah. that was the only thing that I really, because that's irreplaceable, because it was engraved yeah. and, you know, given by Mark. And, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, things come and go, don't they? And that's for things come and go, that's great. But to have it actually, people come in and... No. And, and threaten no, you. Yeah. That's just not... Yeah. That's horrible. So, yeah. So, yeah. well, so yeah. hopefully... All will be well, and it's good to see already he's back out and kind of saying he's confident for next year because there's no reason for him not he, to be. I well, he smashed himself up on the track, didn't he? Properly smashed himself yeah, up. Yeah, but as I mean, well but, ended but, up, you know. yeah, it wasn't his fault though. It was all crash happened in front of him. But it goes yeah. to show how hard he's racing. The fact he's on the track and everything. It's, I mean, I just, I just keep doffing my hat to him. The fact yeah. he's just guns blazing. You know, he's had yeah. that year. He's he knows what works. He's going to the six days. He's doing his trainings. You know, it keeps his speed up. You don't see any other, other big sprinters out there doing that, do you? No. I mean, he's the only one out there, kind of just. And he's an old man in relative to them, but he's <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. working harder than ever. Yeah. And it's um. So I mean, and that's the reason he's doing what he's doing. He's he's made the the incredible comeback that he's made is because of that work ethic he has and that self-belief so i hope for cycling he does it next year because it will be a great story it's gonna be quite a um it's gonna be quite a soap opera all year isn't it before the end of june oh, when they fix, you know like jacobson or cavendish who they're going to take and um that's especially gonna be now that it, especially now that mark's back got his confidence on there's going to be so much drama yeah, and kind of like boxing talk outside of the ring, and kind of yeah, and, yeah, and annoyed at the press, then loving the press, then lying. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a soap opera. Lying, oh, happy days. <laughs> just, just lying. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at it. What about you? What have you been liking about cycling recently, Ned? 
Uh, I've been liking the fact that Dylan Groenewegen has left Jumbo Visma. I think that makes total sense. No one saw it coming and he, he signed for um, Bike Exchange, which I think is significant all round really, isn't it? And, and I think, I mean, I said as much online, I said that was one of those transfers that no one sees coming. There's no talk about it and there's no gossip. On the, on the first impression, you go, ooh, that's weird. And then mm. 10 seconds later, you go, that makes total sense for absolutely everybody, you know. Yeah. Jumbo, Jumbo Visma have got two big ambitions next year. One is obviously getting Roglic to the Tour de France. Yeah. But in parallel with that, Wout van Aert is going to try and win the green jersey, isn't he? Yeah, you can't and, and have... Do, I mean, it's You can't have Grunewagen as well. You can't. No. You, you know. And also, on the pure economics, Grunewagen's probably going for bargain basement. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think they so, pay, with a, one or two exceptions, maybe Simon Yates, they don't pay top dollar, mm, do they, bike exchange? They're not a no, hugely no, kind of, no. They're a money ball kind of team. Yeah. Just and they don't find the deals. And they do need a bit of, like, they do need a, 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 apart from Yates, they need a winner, don't they? They need a win or two. They need a kind yeah. of, Michael know, Matthews had his terrible year, so next year he's got to exactly. say this kind of, maybe, might even take the pressure a bit off Michael Matthews, because then you've got somebody else who yeah. potentially can, pull some I agree. wings out early on yeah and michael matthews can refine his form yeah but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but there's not much going on is there it's quite it's pretty it's quiet people are t- they're trickling out they're tr- it's very hard they're trick they're starting to trickle out um new kits aren't they but i mean nothing kit design yes yeah, it's, it's that time of year isn't it i mean nothing nothing catches my eye i can't no. I, I mean, Ineos have got a new one looks like the old one bit yeah not a favourite yeah. jersey of mine. I tell you, I did see recently. Yeah. I tell you, something I did see recently that it's worth watching. Um, you know, Scottish rider Rab Wardell. He's a mountain biker. He used to race. Uh, he's, he was never at world tour level, but mountain biking. But he's just done okay. this YouTube video um, called "Old Enough to Know Better," and he's done four episodes, and they're really, really well done. He was the dude, um, the that inspired Nicole to do the West Highland Way to run oh, it because okay. he okay. rode it last year yeah. in 2020 during lockdown and did the the FKT, the fastest known time across it. And yeah. made a beautiful film about it. So, um, hang on, he was the guy, he was your guest, wasn't he? On, um, on the, yeah, yeah, on, on the, on your, yeah, exactly. On your yeah, Swift, guest, your on Tuesday Swift, night Swift ride. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah um, okay. And so he's done this really video because he's just got back into it and he's doing bmxing and mountain biking and road and it's 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 actually almost more inspiring than a world tour racer because you see somebody who's just gone out there for the love of it yeah and learned to do a backflip on a bmx when he was 33 and just out there <laughs> going for it and he he's um his partner is katie archibald um and he's a lot of coaching so it's just he's a pretty interesting dude but i do recommend anyone to go to youtube and look up rab, rab wardell old enough to know better because it's a it's a, it's a really good watch and um, i don't normally watch many of those sort of things very so good very good yeah 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 yep. um, no i like it um one thing that just talking about the tour de france and jumbo visma and Grunewagen and everything um, for next mm. year. Did I did get a little bit excited about the tour, David. I had a first kind of flicker of kind of, oh, come on, can't wait. Yeah, it was when I was hearing, I think I was, I was hearing rumours that Van Aert and, um, sorry, Van der Poel is going to be targeting the green jersey and completing the, the race, mm. you know, next time around. And <laughs> that was absolutely, that's a brilliant prospect, isn't it? The, yeah. the two of them against Peter Sagan and depending on how they kind of, you know, mm. tweak the rules uh, uh, in the green jersey competition whether or not it, uh, there's room for sam bennett to get involved mm. or even cavendish or who knows you know yeah. that would be that could be a really really interesting battle next year peter sagan there's a weird one as well because i'm um, going to total energy 
That's weird. I have, li- I have a little bit of insights on things still. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's finding it quite uh, difficult adapting to the French style of a team in yeah. the sense that I, I'm not sure whether they're already kind of like talking him down and kind of within the team or it's just not. Up- he's already kind of having a huge culture shock being in a French team from what I hear and kind of trying to get his head around it and what they want from him and kind of what he, how much he wants to do and what they expect of him. And so I think that's going to be really interesting to play out to see how, whether, because he's always been on Italian teams, hasn't he? And he's always been in that kind of culture. Yeah. 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 And so, because even Bora Hansgrohe had that kind of quite an Italian sort of element to it with the Germans. He had that kind of entourage around him. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah. But yeah, so it's going to be, and it's a complete, absolute shift going from a, a German, Italian, Italian team to a French team, especially a smaller French team. Well, you must know, just... I mean, you must know about Bernardo um, as a character. Mm. I mean, you must have yeah. kind of met him many times. He's been around, you know, throughout your racing career, he was there, wasn't mm. he? Um, yeah. Did he, he ever try and, did he ever try and sign you or were you, no. you kind of too big too big for his yeah. team, really, weren't you? Kind of. I was at the time, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of Cofferty saw FDJ yeah. for me. But I, I always got on really well with him. Actually, I was supposed to go to his team. So yeah. when I was... I knew that so when, yeah. so when I was an amateur, and so I turned... Cyril Guimard signed me when I was 19, first year. That's but so cool. On Imagine being caveat, signed by Cyril oh, Guimard at the age of 19. I, I think know. That's really cool. it was yeah. He came and took me out for lunch and everything. Oh, and, uh, but he said, I want you to stay amateur next year. But I'm getting you out of San Quentin, and I'm going to put you with Bernardo in Vendée. Ah. And so I was supposed to move move down to Vendée and spend the year as an, an amateur because he wanted me to get a bit stronger, mature physically and and mentally before turning me pro. But I said I don't want to. I kind of was like, okay, that sounds like a great plan. Then about a month later, I was like. I don't want to do that, Cyril. I want to turn pro straight away, which in hindsight was a terrible mistake. Cyril knew best. But I, I came that close to spending a year with Jean René before his team went pro mm. and kind of and, and spending a year in that because it was a beautiful red kit. They were the, 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 the most amazing amateur team in France. Mm. Um, so, yes, that's a sliding doors moment. If I'd gone to Jean René, then stepped up, I think everything would have been a bit different. Instead, I went straight into Cofferty's. So, so yeah, I came close. And I, I, I've always got on really well with Jean René Bernardo. We'd always cross paths. And he's a bit of a character. And he's a bit, a little bit like a, a, and this probably, not many of our listeners will get this. He's like a little Bernard Tappy. Kind of, he was that kind of tanned, kind of had his house in Guadeloupe, was always smiling, entrepreneur, Kind of, and it was, yeah, nothing, I got nothing but good th- things to say about Jean René Bernador. And you can see it with his team through the years as well. Often his riders stay there for the majority of the career, or if they leave, they go back. And it, he's one of those riders, those team bosses that just truly loves his team and loves his riders and loves yeah. pro cycling and never pushed it too far, just kept it at that nice place where, where it was good and kind of pulled through. So yeah, Jean René Bernador. Legend, also a bloody good bike rider. Yeah, I, I, in the 1980s, I, 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 it was Tour de France stage. Uh, yeah, in the in the late eighties, right? Yeah. In the late eighties, eighty nine kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Wow, eighty eight, yeah. eighty nine. He was yeah. uh, ripping it up. Yeah, yeah. So, I tell you, we, I think French. you're right I though. Bit, I love France. I think you're right. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how Sagan gets used by that team and what guys and what kind of freedoms he might have because he must be. Must be quite a hard guy to manage, I reckon, Peter Sagan. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think he's, yeah, I, yeah, he's almost unmanageable, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I would have said so. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's another story for next year. It's another story for next Argentina, year. Argentina, I think, is if, 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like hoping hoping um, all those races we were go ahead. really ambitious with yeah, yeah, what with our hundreds. We were planning and maybe we yeah, we maybe we should do that maybe within the next hundred is heart back to the first episode. The first yeah. pod. Yeah. Cuz and kind of the other bits and bobs. I downloaded it. I downloaded it. I downloaded it so that we could um clip it up and like play play mm. bits of our first pod back in. And of course I didn't get around to doing it. But it's a project. No. It's a project that maybe we should pick up at some point because uh Yeah. Because why mm. not? Yeah. Anyway, I've got to no. do you know what I've got to do? I've got to do another podcast straight away. Yeah, I, I I gotta go as well because I gotta Cool to do as well. I've yeah, got to go. Yeah, but the mind's you cut me off dead there. I was going to impress you with my. Oh, oh, who is it? Who to, is it? What? Well, I'm not going to. What well, you're not starting another no. podcast, are you? No, I'm guesting on a podcast. In um, oh, that's but, fine. Yeah, but, tell us all about it. Well, no, but I'm guesting on a podcast um, to talk about the roadbook. But Ooh. the podcast is in uh, Quebec, so it's first thing in the morning in, Mon- in Montreal, and so I've got to talk um, in French about. About the roadbook. So. Oh, you're going to sound so chic speaking so, French to the Quebecois. The Quebecois. Let's see if we can yeah. um, get a couple of books shipped out there. Yeah. All right. All nice right. To speak to you. See you, Ned. See, see ya. ya. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 